The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's a Garcia Diaries! Welcome to the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. I'm your host, Bethany Garcia. You might know me as the Garcia Diaries on Instagram. What's up, guys? I'm your co-host, Anthony Garcia. Every week, we deep dive real life, marriage, parenthood, sex, pop culture, and anything else in between. Let's get started. Welcome back to Dr. Garcia and Dr. Garcia's advice column, where we give you the best life-changing and life-saving advice because we are experts in just about everything. All right, babe. I got to first of all, don't call me a doctor because because <laughs> that means you went to school for a long time. I fucking hated school, so oh, okay. I don't want that. Well, Second, who knew that that would be offensive to you? It is. It is. Second, I went to the the school of hard knocks. Okay. Second, I was thinking about last week and how we ended. And I kind of took offense to it. Oh, you taking offense? Wow. Never could have imagined. Listen, I'm going to speak for myself here. Okay. I'm not going to speak for you. I don't think I'm qualified to give advice. But of all the people that are unqualified to give advice, I think. You're the most qualified. I am very highly qualified to give advice. Case being. I mean, I could go on and on. But I think, you know, I've seen drug abuse, physical abuse religious trauma abuse teenage dad brown kid at an all-white school been broke had you know i've lived pretty well i'm not not gonna say like i'm fucking jeff bezos ever but you know broke to you know successful i've had a hand in helping you start a successful business slash whatever you want to call yourself so i think i'm pretty you know five kids almost divorced and through all those traumatic things that you've been through and that you've experienced and witnessed. How much therapy have you done to sort your feelings about them? Whoa. So therapy because is what I'm makes just you thinking, qualify. How much therapy do you think Dr. Phil's done? A fucking shit ton. Really? How much therapy do you think therapists do? Okay. Also, Dr. Phil is an old white man. Like, I'm sure he's been through things as have all of us, but I'm sure it's not similar to what you've been through. Right. But I'm just saying. But because when he went to school. Through, and the he... most fucked up people are the people that have been through the most fucked up shit. And the people that. Oh, wow. Wow. That's true. Well, yes. I don't, two I, very fucked I up people. I think Brooklyn Harlem can know that. I don't think okay. you solved anything there, But babe. I'm just saying you're only qualified to give advice for those things if you've been able to work them out. And normal people usually have to do therapy to be able to work the shit out like that. So anyways. Yes and no. I think I think a lot of decisions that I've made and things I've done, I'm able to look back on therapy or not and be like, damn, I should have done this or I should have done that. Yes, therapy is great. Therapy helps. But as far as situations and things, I, therapy doesn't help with those. It just it helps you personally. So that way, when things come up again, you kind of know, all right, this is who I am. This is how I want to respond to that. Right. So. All right. What are Anyways. you saying? What are you saying? Go ahead. Yeah, because you're stumped. <laughs> Look at you. And anytime Bethany gets back into a corner, she gets defensive. It starts mocking. How did and I? How was I defensive? <laughs> I was just copying. I, you. I'm just. Thank okay. You. Anyways. Thank you. All right. So now for <laughs> advice from people that shouldn't be giving advice. <laughs> so if you're just tuning in, I asked my Instagram audience if they need advice on anything, and boy, do y'all need advice. And the scary part is that you guys trust us to give you advice, but whatever. Well, that's neither here nor there. Let's give some advice to people that shouldn't be listening to our advice. 
My mother-in-law just moved closer to us, which is awesome. But my mom is diagnosed borderline personality disorder. She makes things very difficult. She told me that she should basically have dibs on our son more than my mother-in-law because they have a closer bond. And she put in the quote, sweat equity of changing his diapers, et cetera, as a baby. Occasionally babysitting, though she's flaked a billion times and we can't trust or count on her, and that she is his actual grandma, like the other one doesn't count just because she lived farther away till now. I love her and want to have a relationship with my son, but also want to protect him from her toxicity and protect my mother-in-law from her bullshit. I feel like y'all will understand where I'm coming from. Thank you in advance. Mm. Mm, mm, was that just our life story go ahead, right now it. go ahead babe you got this one because <laughs> boundaries i, I don't want to upset anybody that may be listening or may hear this boundaries are so important i've never understood the competition thing between two families when both are grandparents to the same grandchild it really grinds my gears and bothers me because i feel like the whole well even her saying that she should have dibs in general is the weirdest fucking thing ever and I think just let your kid continue to grow up with both of them. And in time, they will see it for themselves. I definitely think our kids are old enough at eight and nine to see who really puts in the time with them and who they enjoy spending time with. And that's a hard pill to swallow when you are the person that's claiming that you have dibs. And years later, you realize that you actually didn't put in the quality time that you thought you were because you were just like, I don't know, breeding your toxicity everywhere. I think boundaries are the most important thing. And I do think it's important to protect your mother-in-law from that too. That's something that's been hard for us because things get said, feelings get hurt, and it feels like we just get stuck in the middle. And I don't know, it's fucking hard. And I think the only thing that you can do in this situation is set boundaries. So I agree with you. Boundaries are very important. And the only people that can set boundaries that matter are you because those are your kids. Yeah. I think it's sad that a lot of people don't understand that, you know, when people get married or, or they get together and this, they decide to have kids and be, make a family out of it, both sides are become family. Like, you know, they say it takes a village. It really does. So when there's it, it from what this sounds like is it's one side is yeah. with the issue. The other side is, you know, they, they obviously aren't perfect or have whatever it is that's going on with them. It's one side creating this issue. So you have to be a little bit harsher and stern with the side that is causing the problem. It does suck when you kind of have to parent your own parents, but that has happened a lot in our situation. And and so while the kids are young, I, you you have to be the voice of those kids. You have yeah. to you have to set those boundaries. Like even the the mom that's diagnosed with whatever it was you said it doesn't matter obviously you're gonna have to take different measurements there and every every just like every person's different you gotta watch out for your kid but you're gonna have to put your foot down and be like no like this is what how it is i don't care how you feel about the other grandma or grandparent this is how it is you can respect that or you can not be a part of this yeah and then eventually what's going to happen is the kid's going to grow up get older and realize all right this person's crazy this person really has my best interest like the thing is like kids start to understand and they realize things and then it's going to come to a point where it's like yo I don't even want to go to that grandparents house because they're I don't have fun or whatever it is but you have to set boundaries that you and your partner or you if you're a single parent you feel is important and stick by them yeah That's also a- I think it's hard too when like for in our instance like your family has always treated my family like family and then my family 
I don't feel sees that your family is family. That's fucking hard to put two families together and expect everyone to be treated like family. It's and just, it's just not like right. that. I mean, just imagine though in our situation if both sides acted like that. Like, oh yeah. My side of the family just takes those on the chin, smiles, yeah. haha, whatever. Because at the end of the day, they know it doesn't matter if the grandmas have a relationship or it, it doesn't matter. What matters is those grandkids, that's the one thing that's linking both of them. And it sucks when both sides don't understand that. But eventually, even if they don't come to that understanding, they're going to realize it when that kid does wants nothing to do with you. Yeah. Okay. Patient number two. <laughs> One of my friends is cheating with my other friend's husband. The wife told me, I'm on the wife's side. I can't with this. I don't know how to deal with the pressure of knowing all this information. So give me advice. I'm sick and tired of finding out people cheat. Second one in two months. First one, an acquaintance was telling me about a date she was on with a guy. I saw the guy and it was a close friend's husband. Why do I have to find this out? No, because free me. Damn. I always, you know, come on here and I joke like bros before hoes, you know, like all these stupid terms you say. I'm like, oh, that's my bro. Like I got his back no matter what. But I don't, I honestly don't know what I would do in that situation. Like we have friends where both partners are our friends. Like we've yeah. gone to dinners, gone trips. Like we, we're, we're family. Okay. So if you found out that Dom, your best friend, and we've gone on multiple trips, many drunk nights, many family events, spent holidays with Dom and Michaela. They've been together almost as long as we have. You find out Dom's cheating on her. She's your friend too. She's family to you. What do you do? That's tough because I have to. And, and How is it tough? No, no, listen, listen. It's tough because I have to look at the entirety of the situation. Their kid, he's not blood, but like that's my nephew. Yeah. Right. So I, I have to look at the whole picture and like, I don't know. I, I, I guess it just depends. Like, all right, was it a one time thing? We were drunk. Like, I don't know. It, it just depends on the situation. But so I kind of feel for this person because I'm kind of like having anxiety just. <laughs> thinking of this hypothetical <laughs> situation because the easy answer is like, oh, that's my boy. He's been my boy since sixth grade. Like I got his back no matter what. But at the end of the day, it's still fucked up. I think for because me, I, I would because say I know like, them because I know yeah. she would be very upset about it. And you know what I mean? Like I have friends that you don't eat. You've never met their girlfriends yeah. because we're just boys. Yeah. But we're not really like boys, boys. And that doesn't make sense. <laughs> we're good friends, but it's kind there, of just our families don't hang right, out. Right, yeah. right. Okay, so for me, this is actually a conversation I've had with my friends recently. My friend Alexa was like, if I ever found out one of you guys were cheating on your husbands, like I could not be friends with you because our morals don't align and you're hurting your kids and I love your kids and I couldn't stand to see you hurt your kids, blah, blah, blah. I was thinking about it and I think if I was in that situation where one of my best friends was cheating on their husband and I'm I'm around most of my friends' husbands, so I know them too. Like, I love their kids. I think I would tell them, like, you need to come clean with your partner or else I'm going to tell them right. and, like, make it so that they have to do it. And then, But I don't know if I would be able to actually if, follow through with but it then if they didn't. I also think of, right, when you told me you wanted to me to move out and we were heading toward a divorce, you don't know what kind of relationship someone... Like, use our situation as an example. Right, where we were together, we were still living together. We weren't really together. We were living together. We raised our kids together, but there was no connection between us. Yeah. So it would have been so easy for me to go out and cheat on you, or you to cheat on me. So it's like, but at that point, mm. we were already 
It wouldn't have been easy for me. No, no, I'm saying like in the men- that in that state because we were already checked out from each other. So, and that's the thing is you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. I mean, if I, if someone's struggling behind what, closed if, doors, what if yeah. they're together for the kid? Yeah, and like they're they're just just well then why are you telling me that you're cheating on your husband but not telling me that you and your husband right, are doing right well? so anyways I, okay. I, I think i think i might have to take your way and you have the conversation with a friend and Ultimatum. be like listen like i don't agree with that like i think you should tell them or yeah. maybe we can't be friends and yeah. then when we're not friends then i won't have a problem snitching on you also it's fucked up this girl that she does have to live with all of this information and that her friend like told her right it. okay patient number three my husband moved me and our three kids across the country away from all of our friends and family to a place where we know nobody. We weren't really doing well before we left and now I resent him and we argue all the time. Should I move home and break up my family or just suck it up? This is the one I was talking about last week when I said I'm so pro-divorce. But in this situation, I do think if it was me, I would take my kids home, back home and move back home. Or obviously have a conversation with my husband leading up to this and tell him how I feel and let him make the decision if he wants to come with us or not. But like I could not raise my three kids alone with no help, with no family, with no friends, no support system, no community, especially if me and my husband aren't doing well. Like I can't imagine how alone you feel. So you, you used to say this all the time and I hate it. I hate it when you used to say it. You used to give me the ick. You used to be like, that's privilege. That's a privilege. You're that like that's such a privilege for you to be able to say that because let's say your management one day says, Bethany, you need to move to New York in order for us to get you these brand deals and do this and that. You provide for our family. You are the the sole financial provider. We would have to do that if we wanted to continue to live the life that we live and continue to do what we do. Right? So let's say they had to move. Because I, yeah, I would, I would work. imagine it's for work. Okay, you're not doing so well. Just like you weren't doing so well back home, you're going to continue to not do so well. Yeah, now you're more in your alone. new state. To me, the fact that you're just like, oh, leave. Like, it, I'm sure it's not easy for him to move across country with his wife, who he's not doing so well with. So I, I don't. I, think, I would rather be poor at home because I've been poor. I'd rather be poor at home with a community than rich somewhere else with no community that's easy that's for literally you to why say. We, well it's easy for me to say because that's why we moved out of santan valley because i had no community no friends no family and i hated every single second of living out there even though we got to have this nice big house and it was way cheaper than but we, living in but Mesa we or chose Gilbert. to move out there you, yeah. you you said babe look at this house i want this because big i house. thought i wanted yes. that lifestyle but what if that's what, what if it wasn't their choice what if it was this is you keep this job and, and like he and you can get another job as someone who hasn't had a real uh, <laughs> an actual job since they and that's passed why i'm saying i would rather be poor with the community than rich and alone all right so that's as someone, as someone who's only spent two almost three years out of the traditional workforce obviously it's over three years obviously now, no, you're it's aging your, and it was june, 2019 june 2019 oh shit three years that's literally almost four years in I six think, months Okay, take everything inside. It's not easy to move cross country by yourself with kids because then, okay, you're just going to take that guy's kids away from him or your partner's kids away from them because yeah. you're, you know what I mean? It's it's a lot that goes into it. It's not 
Oh, just divorce. No, it's not also, that easy. Also, I feel like if you take your kids back home cross country, that's like some kidnapping charges waiting to happen too. It depends on the state, right? So I think you have to have a serious conversation. You have to at least give it the chance to work out. Yeah. Therapy. Individual. If, you're, if your partner doesn't want to go to therapy, start doing it yourself. Because yeah. maybe some of those things that really bother you, if you learn, if you work on some things within you, maybe they just won't bother you as much. That, that happened with us. You're right. You started going to therapy. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't making those changes to myself yet. You were making changes to yourself and you're like, all right, whatever that it doesn't bother me as much anymore. And eventually you're like, all right, that, that enough is enough. You either we need to, to fix these things and work on it or we're done. You didn't just one day just up and leave. So I, I don't agree with your answer there. Try to make to it disagree. work and go. This podcast is sponsored by Philo. There's nothing better than unwinding and watching a little TV, but not the hassle of finding what to watch or the cost of paying for your crazy cable bill. And that is why we love Philo. If you love TV, Philo is your solution. Philo is live and on-demand TV for just $25 a month. And you guys, that price is everything. If you can't get enough TV, Philo has VH1, BET, A&E, AMC, plus more than 60 other channels like our favorites, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, Paramount, and Discovery. You'll never miss a minute of your favorite TV shows like The Walking Dead, RuPaul's Drag Race, 90 Day Fiance, SpongeBob SquarePants, and Paw Patrol for the kids, plus classics like The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. There's no contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Philo has an unlimited DVR for one year so you can save all your favorite shows and watch on your own schedule because life gets busy. And Philo allows for multiple profiles and multiple streams so that everyone in our house can have their own shows and you can have up to three simultaneous streams at the same time. So we're never fighting over the remote. It's easy to use. It's super easy to sign up. And with Philo, you can start watching in seconds for less money with less hassle and channel comfort. Sign up today at philo.tv. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV. And use promo code Garcia to get 50% off your first month. You guys, this deal is absolutely amazing. Take advantage. That's philo.tv, promo code Garcia to get 50% off. Let's jump back into the convo. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru, and you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Okay, patient number four. Oh, girl, let me tell you. I want to hear what you think. So my boyfriend and I have been together for five years. We have a three-year-old. We recently just broke up for the second time because we could just not get along. We don't live together. We recently got back together again, and my parents do not like him anymore, and they make it really hard for me because they don't want him around. They, quote, deal with him because of our daughter. We are in a great place right now and honestly have never been better after taking time for ourselves and really realizing if we work as a team, we work so much better. But my parents are not supportive and I feel like I'm going to have to end up choosing between them 
and him. I love my parents to death and they're a huge part of mine and my family's life. So I don't know. I think it's hard for them because there's a lot more details to the story. Like we live apart and he won't get us a house. So I travel an hour each way when I see him or to drop off our daughter when I go to work. I need help. Haha. I should probably go to a therapist, but you guys are better. <laughs> mm. That's so hard. All right. So number one, and we did a great job of this. I mean, I still do a great job of this. We did a great job of this for a long time. Is you got to understand in a relationship, we'll, we'll just use, okay, if Bethany does something and I go to my mom and I complain, Bethany did this thing that's so awful. My mom is always going to be on Anthony's side. Yeah. Because I am her son. And there's unconditional love Unconditional there. love. I could do anything. My mom is still going to love me. But guess what? Now, Bethany and I have worked through this. We're good. But I just dumped all this on my mom. And so for it's the same thing as like when you have a fight with your husband, you don't go tell your girlfriends about it because then the next time they see him, they're going to remember what you said in those moments and you're already over it and past it or like going to your parents. I will go to Anthony's mom and I'll be like, you're a fucking son. I won't say that. Right. There's and I'll be like, he's doing this, this, this and this. And she will sit there and help me work through it or offer me advice and support. But I I would never go to my mom and complain about him because then she's just going to see that side of him. I think there's levels though because I'm not saying like if something happens or if you're going through a rough patch. I think it's good to have that outlet if you if you just need to talk to your friends or just to vent, right? But I think there's just some things that unless unless you're like fully done or want like you're done like you just can't you just can't share because then they're going to start to draw their own assumptions and feel as well. I mean, yeah. let, but also less I friends. Think, Cause I doesn't matter what your friends think, but I think like, like blood. Cause like, I, I think family, siblings, parents, I think it's a lot harder to forget that when it's done to someone that you love. Your friends love you just but as hard as not, family. Sometimes, sometimes uh, something sometimes. I learned, something I learned during our separation was to not bring my friends into it because they started having opinions and I didn't want them having opinions on you. So I kept my mouth shut about what we were going through and just let them support me because I didn't want them having negative feelings or opinions well, no, about no. you. Exactly. I'm not saying like, okay, you can say like, oh man, like it's tough, but I think it's like specific. Exa- yeah, that's he what I'm said saying. this and she, I think that's when it gets great. Yes. Obviously like, oh, things aren't going too great. Like we've just been fighting or we're not really meshing well. Okay, cool. That happens. If you're in a relationship, you everyone yeah, goes through that. Yeah, we share stuff like that all the time. That's normal. I'm saying giving specific right. instances. Okay, anyways. The other point too is that there's two people in a relationship and if you're in a normal, not like polyamory, how do you say it? Polyamory. But normally there's two people in a relationship. So your parents should not be involved in your relationship or making choices for you in your relationship. And I think that's something that we also had to learn that at the end of the day, it's about me and you and our kids and what's best for our kids. And outside, no matter how much you love your parents, you can love your parents and still set boundaries with them and that have their opinions not be holding weight in your relationship. You can respectfully agree to disagree. But yeah, you said, sorry to close that. I mean, we got to take your word for it. Things weren't good. You couldn't work in. You're seeing a change. I mean, only you know, because you're with this person, you see this person when it's time to take that next step. But yeah. obviously if the other person, even after putting work in, 
I, honestly, you should go to therapy. That's yeah, that's what I go say. To, Jesus, go to therapy. And then, but also, I, I did you did you send me something that said this, or did I see it somewhere on social media? But it was like your mother loves you unconditionally, but she didn't choose you. Like your wife chooses right. yeah, you every you single day. And so I, I do love that because the relationship with you have that you have with your parents is completely different than the relationship you have with your partner. And I do think that that should come first. Right. Okay. Patient number five or six. I have no idea. Okay. So this goes back to June and it's about my marriage. So June 5th. Ooh, we got dates in this one. Get your calendar out, babe. So June 5th, my fiance got home from work drunk. He works at a restaurant. On June 6th, we were flying out of town for engagement pictures. So anyway, he got home drunk and I was super mad because this is already an issue Mm. on its own for us. We had a big argument and he ended up going out to our living room and I slept in our room with the door locked. Next morning, I wake up to catch our flight, but he was knocked out. There was no waking him up at all. I was super sad because this meant we missed our flight and wouldn't make it for our pictures. I decided to go through his phone just a gut feeling. I found out that he sent a dick pic to a woman coworker. There was no text thread besides the pictures and there were no calls to or from her. So this meant he deleted evidence just before pictures. The feeling I felt is truly indescribable. So sad. So hurt. Just broken. He ends up waking up like three hours later. He apologized for missing our flight and booked us another to catch. I then confronted him about the pictures. He looked shocked that he sent that and said he was super embarrassed and that it was a mistake. He said he drank more when he went out to the living room and that's why he blacked out and did something that he normally wouldn't do. So I decided to forgive him and go on this trip with him, but I couldn't look or talk to him for that whole day. Then we finally spoke the next day. I would try to work through this, but he had to drop any type of friendship he had with this woman. He was to be strictly professional and that's it. He agreed. All right. Two things before we get into this. Why the hell are you flying somewhere else for some engagement pictures? Maybe they live in Texas, in West Texas, and they wanted beach engagement pictures, Anthony. All right. I'm judging for that. And B, for well, my best, red flag is sending a dick no, no, pic. No. Period. B, Ugh. B, Ugh. best case scenario is that he deleted all the other evidence because yeah. if this man is out here just sending dick pics just because, that's a whole nother problem right there. So hopefully it was consensual and they were engaging in some sort of something that resulted yeah. in a dick pic being sent. That's true, because like if he's sending just unconsented dick, right. dick pics, that's a whole that's different even problem. A big red. The fact that he's sending pictures of his dick in general is a red flag to me. I don't care what your dick looks like, how big, small, what color it is, if it's circumcised, if it's not. I don't care. You shouldn't be sending pictures of your dick. And Period. also, I think I think uh, I would call off an engagement for a sec, like. I think that that's such a big thing. Yeah. The disrespect um, of like sleeping through your flight when you guys had plans first and then second to find out that he's stepping out on you. Well, I think it's disrespectful that. to get wasted the day before, you know, you have to be up to catch a flight. Like it's not just getting to an airport, packing, things like that. It's it's a we're we're yeah. the we're notorious for staying up to three in the morning the day of our flight. To You know what I mean? Just because yeah. that's what we do. That's disrespectful in itself. But I think even if this is a first time and it's a mistake, it's definitely like cause for concern. You're not married yet. So you're not actually locked in to anything. Yeah. You still have a get out of jail free card, right? But it definitely is cause for concern. And we, you and I have had conversations about this because I'm like, all right, in your drunkest state, 
who are you? What are you? What do yeah. you do? But also, it would also be a red flag to me if you worked at a restaurant and you were coming home drunk from work. I would that would concern me because you're not a frat boy. You are a professional that needs to be where we live together. Like we're trying to start a family. We're trying to get married. So why are you coming home from work drunk right. in general? And if the, she said that was a problem with them. So, so it's been. Yeah. yeah, I think I think pump the brakes a bit. You got some things to figure out because, you know, sitting in my chair. It's a I, lot I think to happen before you're even married. right. Because once you're married, you don't get to just, hey, fuck you. I'm out of here. Yeah. Divorce is it's a expensive. expensive. It's a complicated thing. Now that's without kids and who knows how far you guys your dream was. I say just put a halt on it. You got some shit to work through before those engagement photos should have been taken. <laughs> okay, one more cuz we're almost out of time. I'm a lesbian and I'm dating now and my older sister won't tell her kids that I'm gay because she's raising them in accordance with conservative Christianity. Gay equals bad and bad equals hell. I don't know how to handle this because I want to be able to bring my girlfriend to family events and not have to hide that we are romantically involved because all my siblings are able to be open with their hetero relationships. There shouldn't be a double standard. Her kids are ages five through nine years old. They go to public school, so they are probably at least vaguely aware that gay people exist already. Oh, sorry. Let me start. <laughs> this one. I feel like you have such a good perspective on this because this exact situation happened to you when you were a kid. Okay, here's my take. And if you want the full story of what happened to Anthony as a kid, we have an episode called Coming Out with Marco. With It's an episode with Anthony's Theo. Go listen to that for the full. I don't think you're going to like my answer. Oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm looking at this from two perspectives. Because we, we kind of do this same thing. There's people in our family who don't like drinking or alcohol or weed or whatever. Which I like. So when I'm around them or if I'm in their home, I'm not going to bring a bottle of Don Juan or I'm not going to roll up a blunt in their living room. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's something I'm not going to do just out of respect. Now, if you're at my house, there's you're going to look up, there's going to be some tequila bottles. You know, if if I want to roll a blunt up in my living room on my couch, I may do that. I think... You're saying like it's a respect thing. Right. So, okay. okay. So here's maybe the thing not, Maybe not go to that person's house and yeah. make out with your girlfriend. It sounds like family events would be at the mom's house right. and her sister's there. Okay. That's not your sister's house. Exactly. Where you're, you know what so, I mean? So if obviously it, that's a bigoted way of even thinking that you can't be yourself when certain people are around. That sucks. But if you're not going into this your older sister's house with your girlfriend and making out on their couch, which, then why which does it matter? My, in my opinion, I'm not a, I'm not a PDA guy. Whoever you're with, I'm not a big fan of, you know, like we're at the he bowling alley. He literally gags when Courtney and Travis are on the TV like, during Kardashians. Like we're at the bowling alley. Like I'm not trying to see you making out and finger banging your part. Like I'm not, I don't like that. Any, any, no matter who it is, but I think, okay, look, if the, if there's an event at the, person's house okay I, I'm, you can come with me okay we, we won't be handsy touchy filly whatever but if we're at a neutral location and you are choosing to bring your people in your family there to that location i i'm gonna be who i am and then I also you choose if anthony's mom who is the most conservative christiany type person in the world can allow gay people at her house then everyone else needs to get over it and allow it to right and I, I don't think like i'm not saying like oh you're no you should be able to live who you are be who you are 
but just some people aren't aren't up to that point yet. my but my thing though is like if you're not accepting of who i am at my core because oh someone not liking weed well i'm not weed at my core i partake with that occasionally daily but i'm not weed <laughs> i'm not mgk over here saying i am weed someone being gay is a part of their identity as a human being so if you're not accepting of that right. and accepting of who I am, then guess what? I don't want to be around you. But I don't. It does get like iffy when you have like your nieces kids. and nephews. I, I think involved. if there's no yeah. niece and nephew involved, I don't think this person cares. Yeah. Because as an uncle, right? I those are my second kid. My nephew is my second kid. Yeah. Right. There's other circumstances there, but I look after him like he's my own. Yeah. So, and I, I, all my uncles and my Nina, which is an aunt. They were they played such a huge part in my upbringing in my life. So I I see how important that is. And we had the same situation. And my uncle he took those shots. He took those words because his love for us was greater than his hate for what was being said and what the other person believed. And but it takes it's, like it, it's it took a long time. But now we coexist. Everyone's good together. One person may feel however they feel. But with boundaries being set and all right, cool. This is who I am. You can yeah. you can yell at me till you're blue in the face. This is who I am. Accept it or don't. Yeah. And then eventually people, hopefully people get tired of having to stick up their ass and they just kind of, it is what it is. Because you're right. Those kids can be shielded for only so long. Yeah. Eventually they're going to see it. They're going to adventure off into the real world. It's just so crazy too because like in our immediate family alone, we had there's so many gay people. <laughs> so I feel like our kids have been, I don't even like the word exposed because it's just like normal for us, but they've seen that since the time they were born. So for and our kids, it's eye. not, it's, yeah, it's not, being gay is just as normal as being straight to my kids. So they don't even think about it like that. So it's so weird knowing too that my kids go to school and there's probably other kids that don't think like that. And so like that's scary to me too. Like what are they hearing and learning at school from other kids? But all I can hope is that we've raised our right. kids to be vocal enough and in their beliefs to be able to stand up for that. But I don't know. That's where I leave that. And I don't know. Also, you should probably get a therapist too because <laughs> hearing from two straight presenting people on this subject is probably not the best advice. It just, but it's just whoever wrote this like it sounds like you have a good head on your shoulders you love your family. you love your yeah. family it hurts you that people in your own family don't support you but it's you're willing to at least come to a medium ground yeah just but I, I say like but fuck your sister right and just be yourself if you're gonna go there i mean or don't be yourself but just know like they're probably gonna say something to you Shit's probably going to go down and then it's going to, there, there will be an additional problem. But yeah. I think, that's how I think, I mean, I've never, like you said, it's hard for pe two people that have never even been in this situation to. Yeah, you've, you've been the kid in that situation. Right. And the other thing too is, I hope you know that your nieces and nephew love you so much because that's how Anthony felt about his mm -hmm. Theo. He knew that he loved him and he was his one of his favorite people in the entire it's, world, no matter what his mom said. It's what actually turned me off from religion because I'm like, yo, the, the guy on the stage is saying this, but my Theo Mark is not that. So yeah. somebody is lying here. Yeah. And so it turned me away from what they, everything they were trying to teach me. And as an adult, I want no part of that. And I have no part in that. And once again, I have a relationship with them my parents but it's all right this is the boundary you can say this to whoever you want don't say that shit to me 
Well, you guys, that's where Dr. Garcia and Dr. Garcia sign off from let giving it, advice. Let us know. If we're fired. Yeah, let us know in our DMs on Instagram what you agree with, what you disagree with, what advice you would have given. And we will see you next week. Peace. Thank you for hanging out with us. You can catch a new episode of the Garcia Diaries unfiltered every Friday. Make sure to follow so you don't miss any of the action and don't forget to leave a rating and review. You can follow us on social at the Garcia Diaries at Sir Garcia Diaries and our podcast page at the Garcia Diaries pod. Talk to you next week. Peace. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.